Where do you go for comics new and old? Uh, garage sales? Wrong! Where do you see your favorite television and movie stars? Uh, in magazines, mostly. Wrong again! And where do you go to see the best in cosplay? Well, there are lots of different options if you're looking for something... <laughs> so incredibly wrong! Wizard World Comic Con. Wizard World Comic Con offers live entertainment and gaming, comics new and old, cosplay, toys and memorabilia, and a chance to meet your favorite television and movie stars. Meet Underworld star Kate Beckinsale and WWE superstar The Undertaker, October 27th through the 29th in Oklahoma City. Then meet Aquaman Jason Momoa and rock icon Gene Simmons, October 17th through the 19th in Austin, Texas. For news, celebrity updates, and tickets to future shows, go to wizardworld.com. Don't feel like paying full price? No problem. Use promo code CANDAIR at checkout. Lowercase, no space. <laughs> to get 10% off your tickets. So, where are you going to go for your pop culture fix? The, the internet? Oh, good answer. Really? No! Wizard World Comic Con. Go to wizardworld.com for tickets. You're listening to the Candare Podcast. Your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. And uh, this week we are doing our third in our series of What If uh, episodes. I'm really stoked to do it this week, gentlemen. We first did the uh, What If Disney Had Never Existed, what kind of uh, impact he's had on the world and what the world would be like without. That was also, mm-hmm. That it was. I really enjoyed that episode. And uh, then we did What If uh, Aliens Had Actually Been Discovered and Recovered from uh, the Roswell Crash in, what was it, 53, 4, something like that? I don't remember. Um, um, We don't know that they weren't, Jared. (laughs) (laughs) Pardon me. But, um, they, yeah, love doing those episodes. So this week we've got a very exciting one. A lot of people have been giving us positive feedback on What If the internet never existed like you uh, said a little bit ago we wouldn't even uh, be sitting here talking right now would we no no we'd all be at home finishing crossword puzzles i don't know how do you spend your uh, time maybe speak for yourself there but okay. <laughs> i've never been good at those so i always threw them away fair enough yeah and uh, then open up google and i would be a lot better at guitar that's for sure cuz once i got I involved be. with this show i that really went into the corner <laughs> i would probably be a, a neurosurgeon or something practical instead of you know a schlub who sits around. Another great thing the internet has done for the world. The internet is what gave me all the tablature of all the songs <laughs> I, I was kidding. To play. I know. Go ahead, I'm sorry. The internet's where I got all the tabs to learn to play guitar, so I'd probably oh, still be yeah. a good bing, thing to think about. Bing. Yeah, this is stupid. I'm going to learn it. We'll touch on that. That's a good thing to mention. Uh, but before we do, Jake. Twitter. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I like that. Hey, guys. I've said it before. You're going to keep hearing it until you do it, and then, frankly, I'll keep saying it afterward. Check us out on Twitter, at CandairPod, and Instagram, at Canned underscore Air. We've got lots of fun things to share with you and all your friends, so tell your friends. Tell your friends to follow us. Maybe we'll follow your friends. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. Uh, Also, YouTube page full of fun things with more on the way. And you can pick up some cool merch at Society6.com forward slash CandairPod. Furthermore... If you're going to a Wizard World show in the near future, be sure to use promo code CANDAIR, lowercase no space, for a cool 10% off your tickets. Very good, Jake. Very good. And speaking Thank of the you. YouTube page, Jack had mentioned earlier, we have part two of Simpsons playthrough coming up soon, coming right? Soon, yeah. yeah. Should be like before post day, actually. I'm excited. I don't remember anything about it. Oh, so to, to quote the climax of that video, prepare to die, losers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, George Montgomery Burns. Very in character of you. I don't even remember that, but uh, so I, I think it will be reminded soon. It's not even like a rough no. facsimile of 
and the week of Halloween, we're putting up uh, the Ooh. the vampire. Uh, movie and very much in the same spirit as uh, Mystery Science Theater uh, 3000. So, uh, is it Grave of the Vampire? Grave of the Grave Vampire, Vampire, yeah, is the movie uh, we do. And I gotta say, gentlemen, this is something. I mean, I'm proud of our work here on this show. I, we've done a lot of work toward it and uh, have quite the catalog. But this is something I really like. Shine, this is, this on, you know, shine my nails <laughs> on my lapel here. <laughs> we turned out a good piece of little entertainment here. So I, I hope people uh, at home feel the same when they view it. And again, we'll remind you when that's happening. So um, another thing, really quick before we start, gentlemen, Adult Swim has sent another package our way. Look they out are now. just so cool. They really are. They uh, send us all kinds of goodies. And this week they have. Sent I love us Adult Swim. Very good. All of their programs are of the highest quality. <laughs> I don't watch anything else. Brainwashing uh, is paying off, isn't it? <laughs> All hail. <laughs> but no, we have a, a new show premiering October 22nd called The Jellies, which uh, there is a, if you go to adultswim.com, there is a trailer for it on there, and I believe there's one on YouTube too, right? There's yeah. all kind of little clips on YouTube, yep. Right, so maybe you can put it on our Twitter feed as well, the trailer for that. I don't think that's doable, Jeremy. I think it might be. It's doable. Okay, guy who runs the show's Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, check it out. And again, The Jellies on October 22nd at 12.15 a.m. Set those DVRs, people, if you can't stay up to watch it. Uh, that's the age we're in, thanks to the internet, right? <laughs> right. Thanks to the internet. But yeah, Adult Swim uh, sent us a t-shirt that says the jellies on it, along with a pretty cool keychain. Uh, just more cool loot from Adult Swim. I want to thank them for sending that. And uh, also remind people... on Can't o- forget. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. On October 15th at midnight, so that's just a few days after this episode post, Squidbilly's new season premiere, uh, October 15th at midnight. Be sure to set the DVRs for that as well. All right. With that behind us, gentlemen. Let's dig into what if the internet never existed. The internet probably being the pinnacle uh, invention of mankind, wouldn't you say? It's, it's certainly the most important information-related technology. Nothing as great, yeah, grand as... I mean, has any invention changed the world quite as much as the internet has? You think about, you know, radio and, and telegraphs and, and all of these things that were incredible because they were filling a void... But the internet sort of just expands upon the potential of long-range communication in ways that were just unimaginable. Yeah, you know, there's no right. way you can't even quantify. Yeah. I mean, to get a message from one computer to the next in the same room, I'm sure in the you know at first was you're like you know um, they're two separate computers, so why would you even try that? <laughs> and I think the internet uh, you know started as just like localized networking, right? I mean, like yeah, within well, the government, there was ARPANET which was like the prototype which would become the internet and as i recall it was to share um scientific findings i think cern had a lot to do with it they were smashing particles and recording what they found and they needed a way to to share this information across different um facilities and and what they created would go on to become the internet at 3200 bits a second seriously (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's amazing to think about. I mean, we are um, a few people who have seen, you know, we knew life before and after the Internet has come. You know, so many uh, kids nowadays, you know, don't know a world without it. Um, so, you know, I want to explore where we might be today had the Internet never existed. Obviously, talk, talking about what the Internet has done for us. But, um, yeah, definitely focusing on where we might be today without the Internet. So I think we got to, like break it down, parse yeah. it out. Yeah. Like communication, commerce, entertainment, right? Like those are the big three. Okay. Yeah. Well, Sharing let's... ideas, money changing hands, ignoring your family. Well, yeah, there's another <laughs> one. You said communication. The world instantly became so much smaller. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about getting a message, let alone a reply from somebody in England. Well, snail mail, right? I mean, you just I mean, it takes weeks. Physical, weeks. Yeah. yeah. You know, so... The in, the uh, instant gratification that the internet delivers, <laughs> yeah. you know, not only gets things moving more, makes us capable of multitasking more, you know, gets shit done a hell of a lot quicker. Sure. Obviously. You don't have to wait for correspondence to reach the person. Mm-hmm. But that instantaneous communication, we take that for granted. The fact that when we send someone something, they receive it when we hit send. You right. Know? 
And then you get pissed because you don't get a reply, right? right? Yeah, five minutes is way too long to wait. It's crazy. It's funny because when um, my family first got the internet, uh, I remember discovering ICQ, you know, for the Mm. first time, the first instant messenger that I had stumbled onto. And, you know, sending that message... I should even, I shouldn't even be talking about uh, instant messenger. I should even, I should relate this back to my mother bringing home email for the first time because this email wasn't something that was inherently on the computer at the time, something you had to upload, and I believe you had to go you know to a software store and buy buy email, buy a disk that you could upload it and then run it. And she had come home with something from work a friend had given her called Juno. You remember mm, Juno? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at Juno.com. But yep. um, I still see that every once in a while. Seriously? Yeah, Juno still exists? Uh, where we used to work, I remember someone had that. And I was like, oh my god. Only really? wow. on haunted computers. Yeah. They still have the no spirit kidding. of the But, um, you know, just I remember talking about it over dinner and how just out there it seemed like, yeah, I can send her a message from the computer. Shut up. Shut up, Mom. Witchcraft. But, uh, you know, it took forever for that disk to upload and to send that first email but you know much like I was going to say where I would sit at the computer and wait for that instant reply and be like wow this is amazing you know we'd sit there and wait for the email to return (laughs) which sounds you know completely stupid now but I mean come on it's what you did it's what we did so in the absence of that instant communication I have to imagine what we'd see is a, a more profitable for lack of a better term like snail mail market Right. Yeah, the post office be, would be booming. Yeah, and there'd be more competition, more. right? I mean, whoever could do it the fastest, the most reliably. Well, you got FedEx and UPS and right. DHL, which they kind of died down a little bit. A little bit. Um, I think those people probably get their money now being like uh, contracted by yeah. like Amazon and stuff like that. I know UPS is contracted by Amazon, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, that's something that is good right now, but with the rate Amazon is growing, you know, I wouldn't put it past them to then start their own like parcel service Mm -hmm. where they're delivering you know they don't have to pay to deliver their own packages and you know here are these ups fedex who are relying on these kind of big contracts i don't know my mind's going somewhere off topic i also think we'd see i don't think like telegraph that technology behind telegraphs i think that would be you could extrapolate on that Mm mm-hmm that was basically keep, a type of internet yeah, because you yeah. could instantly talk to someone even though... And you keep developing that to the point it became more sophisticated. I think there would have been a reliance on that technology. I mean, we'd still have the telephone, right? That's not internet. Well, I guess that's where you yeah, had that for a while. The telephone. But you're going to want to transfer information from source to source. What about the most basic of cell phone? Did that in any way rely on the internet or just... No, I mean, no that was all... Cellular signal is separate. I mean, at yeah. least it used to be at one point, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, to think cell phones, we would still have cell phones, right? We would have to, because we'd still have yeah. telephones. We'd still have cell phones. Phones would become portable, portable miniaturization of technology. It's, it would all happen, but how far back would that advancement be set without the internet to help spur along all of these uh, all the research all the development it's hard to say or even comprehend I mean how can you imagine that I mean that's just how impactful it is and I don't think you know if you take basic necessities away from a people they don't realize how much they rely on them until they're gone you know you take the light out of a house you know the power goes out you start thinking oh what am i going to do i'm going to go do oh wait i can't do that yeah. i need power <laughs> check my that's email. all right i'll just oh shoot you know you are brought back to reality there mm-hmm. so to be taken away from the internet i think you'd have the same thing exact same thing well i'm going to go work on the show oh wait i can't oh we'll go <laughs> download some oh snap i'll, I'll go just play watch some, some games with uh you know what we'd still have party lines oh my god the Jeez. whole community would be connected right? i don't think so no i mean was... party lines were already gone before the yeah. internet had come along yeah but people are gonna get bored no chat rooms nowhere you can show your penis to strangers except the bus stop. <laughs> well that just because of those fast as internet it was that people were able to start doing that now and how everyone had it so if it was never around there wouldn't be there'd be Snail mail penis pictures going around, probably. That's true. Polaroid with a dick on it. <laughs> Get a phone book. Let me shake this one out. Get the phone book oh, out no. and find a random address. <laughs> send it to this person right here and check out my sack. <laughs> We'd see a lot of physical materials 
changing hands rapidly. Because when I think of the internet, I think of problem solving. Oh, this part of my car isn't working correctly. Better look up how to fix it. Mm. Oh, I need to do mm. such and such. Better figure out. You know, I feel like libraries would play a larger role in people's lives as like the go-to go source of information. To find out stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I would almost think they'd have information books, manuals, things like that on a circuit. You could almost subscribe to a service that would bring a revolving door. Of... You know, it's funny. I, I frequent the library quite a bit, multiple libraries, and. Whenever I, not trying to sound like a fucking pretentious snob or anything, just I'm saying I've been, to, I go to multiple libraries and I have seen that they all stay pretty damn busy. Oh, sure. And I don't know if that's just because I live in the city now, but uh, even in Marysville, the, yeah, li yeah. uh, the library is always Always busy. There's a there. lot of foot traffic. There is. But I think you're definitely right. You'd see even more if, you know. And people stay right up to closing time, to mm -hmm. the precise minute, minute the doors lock. Mm -hmm. People will hang around looking something up, reading the newspaper, whatever it is. It's just That's about the being place able to, go. to touch and yeah, read something yeah. instead of staring at I mean, at I can relate screen. to that. You know, yeah. if it's something I really want to read, I want it in my hand. I cannot read <clears throat> books or comics on a tablet. It just puts me straight to sleep. Yeah. Every time I fall asleep. I'm starting to get better at it because I can't stay away from those comicsology sales. Oh, those are nice, yeah. for sure. I just can't get past the pinch and zoom to see what the hell I'm looking at. And yeah. Well, you do the guided view, right? Yeah, but then you got to turn. So then it destroys the layout of the page. <laughs> you you don't know how many pages you got left. You're like, how long is this? The artist's thing? original vision is just like dissected, regurgitated <laughs> at you. It's perfect. You want to hear um, not so much what the internet, but just the, having smartphones has uh, done to me. Just yesterday, uh, Brooke and I were looking at a postcard. That's on the mantle downstairs, and I held it up, and there's a something in the background I couldn't make out, and without even thinking about it, I pinched my fingers, laid it on no, there, and put didn't. them apart. I swear to God, I did. <laughs> and halfway through, I thought, "What am I doing?" I tried to enlarge <laughs> it with my fingers, like on your phone, and um, it's not the first time that's happened. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's just me. Have you guys had any instances I've, like I've that? I've got something kind of similar. It's not quite that, but I think it's close enough. I'll run into problems like, uh, oh, I wonder when this package I ordered. I wonder when it's going to show up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Should I not go to the grocery store yet? You know, stupid things like that. And I'll think to myself, oh, you know, Google, should I go to the grocery store? It's like my brain snaps to Googling a problem so fast that it doesn't matter if it's nonsense. That reflex still fires off. Well, is she going to be mad later? You better Google it. You know, it's, <laughs> right. it doesn't matter. But, you know, it, and that's something that's... Companies, you know, like Google, know. You know, they know how reliant we are on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why it's a phrase now. Google it. Google it. Right. And you could bang it. Now they have the uh, kind of <laughs> the new, like, Alexa for Google. Oh, like, yeah. Which I've actually thought about getting one because that just looks I, incredible. I tell you what, 95% of what I use mine for is the weather. I ask it the forecast in the morning. Mm -hmm. The other 5% is like, hey, Alexa. Play Death Album Three by Metalocalypse. Do, like, do. Finding <laughs> do, do. Yeah, like finding Death Angel Chapter One. I'm like, no, stop. And then, then we go like that round and around for You're arguing with a computer. Yeah. We have an Alexa downstairs and we didn't use it much, but I just I would be more drawn toward the Google one just because of the Google app on the iPhone. The capability of it. You know, Siri is about as useless as tits on a board. Mm -hmm. Like there's no I was use. gonna say bowls on a priest, but I like where you went with it. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I mean, anything I ask Siri, it has to be simple. And even the simple stuff she botches. Siri, what am life? <laughs> <laughs> like today, I said, Siri, set a timer for 30 minutes. I'm sorry. I can't do that now. Come again? Like, just the craziest of things. And anytime I say, hey, Siri, hey, Siri, you know, it's supposed to be voice activated. Nothing. First time I'm talking to somebody and use the word seriously, Dude, every time. I know precisely what you're talking about. Every the word time. seriously is 100%. That's it's just got to be your go-to if you want her attention. Like, seriously. Phone, I'm seriously. But <laughs> so um, Seriously, you guys. The Google app that you can download has that button, like, talk, you know, Siri thing. We're like, mm -hmm. hey, Google, you ask it anything, it comes back with the best response. It'll sometimes sit there and, like, read you a paragraph exactly what you're looking for. It's so good. I quit using Siri. I just Every use Google. Every time I hear, hey, Google, I think of Kool-Aid. Like, hey, Kool-Aid. 
yeah. Oh, this joke's not going anywhere. But enjoy the visual of the cool. I, I, thank you. You probably haven't thought about the coolest guy in a while. <laughs> I just enriched your day. Didn't think he'd come up in the internet episode. Well, I gotta say, know, life's full of surprises. Um, I remember uh, growing up a staple of every household before computers and the internet was uh, a set of encyclopedias. Oh, sure. Um, I remember pouring through those encyclopedias for hours when I was. Oh yeah, I remember me seeing too. the commercials for them. Yeah, didn't have any door-to-door salesmen selling encyclopedias. Oh, I think yeah. we got ours disappointing from a, their wives from a library sale, so they were like horribly dated already when we got them. <laughs> but um, women's suffrage <laughs> soon to be. Re- <laughs> but you know, any research I had to do at school came from those books. Yeah. If it wasn't in that book, I was plum fucked. And that news, that <laughs> news, that information you got was. Old as hell, probably. Oh yeah, like I said, these things that were dated at least mid seventies. So yeah, they, I don't think they were helping much of anyone out. And now, any kind of research you get up to the date, up to the minute on anything that you looked up, <laughs> I think it was still saying the Earth drops off past Africa or something. <laughs> yeah. you know, like. But uh, yeah, so you know, there was really no need for those things anymore. So research would be something you have to set out to do. Rather than something you do idly in between activities, where you pick up your phone and you thumb through a few pages. It's 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 crazy because, you know, that was horrible to have to, like, okay, I have a report. Now I have to organize getting my mom to take me to the library, mm. look for something, sit and read it, find, you know, what I'm looking for. Because it's not like you can find a book exactly what you're looking sure. for. Yeah. You know, you've got to get a book remotely close, dig we'll through the son cover, of a bitch cover, yeah. till you find what you're looking for. Instead of, again, the instant gratification <laughs> that we're getting from the internet. You can just research on the fly anywhere now. Yeah. Right. You can just pull passages from books for but, you right there. Jump on always, the toilet and start flipping pages. <laughs> by my senior year, the internet had been... Impl- uh, well, my last few years of high school, they they had brought us a computer lab with active internet and they'd take us down in shifts to use it and anytime you had you used any information off the net you had to cite that information which I always was horrible at I hate citing website information so it kept me from doing it I I went to the library over doing that (laughs) I hated it what else we got guys business the way the businesses work cross great distances like they always show the, the net meetings or whatever they are. There's never downtime for business anymore. No, business yeah. doesn't close no. and reopen. Why business is yeah. always happening. And the small mom, like the Etsy business people, those mm-hmm. people would just be local to their area. Now they They'd be at the farmer's market walking yeah, exactly. their $40 knit scarf. You know, that's a good thing to bring up. It's, you know, not only people on Etsy, they're a great example, but like people even on YouTube or you know, Bandcamp or all these different outlets for different uh, artistic uh, visions. You know, people playing gigs, open mic night. You know, right? The alternative. It's not impossible for you to be noticed no. anymore. And you know, you can. There are people who record shows that get millions of views right from their bedroom. You know, they don't do anything except t- turn a webcam on. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, like bloggers, like people who follow other people's just day-to-day life. There's nothing extremely exciting happening, but for some reason... That drives me nuts how that works. And the market's so saturated. And you try and think, what makes this person special? And I think it's just this runaway snowball effect. Mm -hmm. Just like they're popular because they're popular. You know, people like them because they have a lot of likes. And so people like that. And it just feeds itself. There's one good story that someone told someone else and they looked and they passed it on. And all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, uh, Candare will find its way (laughs) into internet fame someday uh, via YouTube or whatever it may be. Until then, I will continue selling my body on the street. (laughs) It's not a glamorous life. Candare needs money somehow. But, um... Jack, you had said business. Uh, that's an important thing to mention. You know, not only does it make uh, business a 24-7 thing, you know, transactions constantly happening. The way we shop, Christmas shopping is completely different now. You don't have to go anywhere anymore. You don't have to leave the house. It's like, brought God, to your front door. Yeah. And, you know, that's expanding to, you know, there's always been pizza delivery, but now you can get anything delivered to your front door with Uber Eats. You can get your groceries brought to you. You can have anything brought to you. Which is 
funny, you know, in a, um, you know, like Michelle Obama, I think, was, wasn't was her thing to help kids eat better in school? Yeah, and, she had a big, big yeah. focus on... And I think there are, lunches. yeah, there are a lot of people with similar uh, views, you know, helping people get healthy and stuff. And the internet allowing us never a reason to have to walk out the front door again <laughs> is kind of contradicting yeah. and working against yeah. that. But, um, I mean, getting outdoors then just becomes a novelty, right? Not a necessity. It's Your brick and a, mortars are closing down. You don't yeah. have to go anywhere to pick that up. Because the competition is just too stiff. Doctors, I would say, you'd still have to go to. But, I mean, a yeah. lot of people are diagnosing themselves now. And one thing I read that, uh, I don't remember the statistic, but it was close to, if not at 50% of uh, doctors, while you're sitting in the oh, office, sure. they'll go Google around, see oh, what they can yeah. find. You know, their their diagnosis are coming from... <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of psychiatric help is going online as well. Mm, yeah. Because not only do you have that stigma of seeing, like, a mental health professional... You, you get the anonymity of doing it in your own home. Right. It's been like a major like way to reach people. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's private. You know? Right, right. Well, not only in that uh, in that same vein, just social media in general. I mean, the how it has shaped our culture. I mean, how we communicate with each other. We're, what we all say, the inherent backbone that comes with these things. We're in like this weird post-scarcity environment where effort is no longer a form of currency. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't take anything to get anything. A friend of mine was at a party. I'm not going to give out any names. Before a concert, hanging out at the student's apartment, he ordered a case of whippets for the whole gang. (sighs) Dude showed up with a cardboard box full of inhalants. Like, this is the world we live in. I don't know what service, but it just works. I had to go to the porn store to get my box when I was younger. (laughs) To get what? A different box of whippets. At the porn store? Mm -hmm. Was it like under-the-counter kind of selling Talk about convenience. It was just the CO2 cartridges for whipped cream. And they give you a little machine to pop it open in a balloon. (laughs) Man, I'm glad I never tried that. The accoutrement of a refined whippetist. Is one time, fun? one time, no, uh, for about five seconds, and then you do the whole box, and then you're stupid the rest of the day. So I think you feel stupid. Hmm? Have you have you tried them? No, no. You're making um. me sound uncool. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Talking> loser. <laughs> one time I snorted Kool Aid powder. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, going back to the social media and uh, right. Just how it's changed people. You know, you can engage in confrontation without engaging in confrontation. You can and put think, someone in their place and put your ideals out there. Um, that's so easy because you don't have to worry about anything. We need a world where people still get their asses kicked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel yeah. like when confrontation <clears throat> is physical and immediate, it burns out fast. You know, it's not true, though. Like what you said, it's something you... How do you word that? You don't have to worry about it? Or you don't... You can... The anonymity that gives people like uh, makes. Them I guess feel it depends strong. on what format. It just changes like, the battlefield, right? Because instead like, of kicking your ass, they ruin your life. Yeah, well, like on Facebook, for instance, I was watching a. Uh, I did some research for this episode and uh, a video on people whose lives were ruined by the internet and um, young guy running for political office. I don't remember what he was uh, running for, but was a perfect candidate, had everything going for him, but his uh, running mate had found a picture of him years ago from college where he was partying with some girl and he just had his hand on her boob. Mm. And that was enough. to. She put it out there. He resigned and his career in politics is over. You know, just that quick. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's something... I don't know. I don't personally engage in it. Not that I've got like anything to hide or anything. I just don't see the, um, I want to keep those things to myself. I don't feel the need to push all that out to to people. I don't really know. And it's become this weird cultural reflex to publish everything. Cause I I think for a second, it feels like fame. Yeah. And we all grew up. Because everybody liked it. Look, everyone likes what I did. I'm special. I can see that. I never thought of that. That's a good angle there. Would we be better off without it? I don't know. It's hard to say. But without the internet, I have to imagine a lot of people might be a little more grounded and perhaps a little less confrontational. Because when you... That's for sure. Yeah. Opinions would be shared rather than fired at each other. 
You know what I mean? Correct. Political and, views would be less of a cudgel and more of a thing that you have and you discuss. And another thing that sucks, I mean, there are some extreme uh, circumstances that uh, don't apply to what I'm about to say, but what typically whatever your view is, no matter how distorted, you're going to find someone who's going to give you that affirmation. Like, yeah, oh, stay sure. the course, buddy. Stay you get that course. confirmation mm-hmm. bias. And, you know, I kind of uh, had something like that happen to me and one of my good buddies. He went through a personal tragedy and uh, then fell on religion, which there's nothing wrong with, you know. If sure. People need something in their life. Mm-hmm. And if that's what it is, then... And if they're not hurting anybody, you know. I, well, that's just it. If you're not hurting anybody. Not that he ever hurt me or anything. Sure. I mean, physically anyway. But he... Um, Upon becoming a religious person, then began to cast judgment on everyone around him. And not in a subtle way. I mean, he would look at you and say, you're going to hell. Which doesn't sit well with me, you know. And we had some uh, we had some arguments over that. But he then would get online and start typing these things. Like uh, somebody, like I remember another buddy of mine wouldn't... Uh, I don't remember what it was. It was so trivial, but it set him off. He took it as a slant against his religious beliefs and typed up this whole thing about he's a Jezebel and he's this and he's that and this, the Lord wants this and that. And, you know, it would be so, uh, reality could smack him so hard in the face if somebody could just come back and say, hey, man, back up just a little bit, guy, you know, pump the brakes, you know, nothing wrong with your beliefs, but don't attack this guy. But you get stay the course, brother, you know, right here with right you, on. you know, and keep going. Yeah. yeah. And so therefore it's encouraged. It's like, yeah, you it's know, what I, what I believe, what may have been questionable in my mind before is now, okay. And you know, I'm it, not alone here. There's this term that always comes to mind when I think about it, like entrenchment. You have these views, you find the people who will only agree with you and the world starts to become a little more us and them every yeah. day. Yeah. You know? And once you've hit that point, it's hard to go back. It's like and smoking. You, you quit smoking, and then all of a sudden you hate smokers. Right. <laughs> but see, this is, that's something that would be happening regardless of the Internet. The Internet just makes it easier to do. Yeah. You know? I mean, if, if it weren't for the Internet, assholes would have to meet the old-fashioned way in secret societies, underground, mm-hmm. but it, the bar and the catacombs. What you said earlier, though, about us being a much, uh, was it angry or more confrontational? More confrontational. Yeah. That's more willing to just sure. say, you're a piece of shit. You know, well, just because of the affirmation we get from, like, for in- the instance I just said, and, you know, just the ability to throw your opinion to the world and have people, you know, you start thinking that your opinion has validity. Yeah, because people will come out of the woodwork to defend you. Right. Whether it, they're being genuine or not. It, right. So everyone's sense of self-worth starts to rise a little bit. You know, everyone starts thinking more of themselves, which I think leads to that confrontational thing. Everybody's right. Everyone's always thinking about yeah, number yeah. one. So bringing it back to the crux of our whole episode, without the internet, would we have a more community-centric mindset? Would it be less me and more us? I would think we'd be more willing to see... Eye to eye, with, would we be more willing to compromise with the people around us? I think so. Yeah. Because just like when you are driving on the road and someone cuts you off and you get pissed, you flip them off and yell asshole as they drive away. You flip them off and call them asshole because they're driving away. Yeah. If you were standing, like I, like we were sitting here. Yeah, and I just stepped on your foot or something, you would be like, Fuck You wouldn't you. look at a complete stranger and just <laughs> flip, you know, it's the, the ability to get away with it. Yeah. That uh, is doing that. That gives yeah, on the internet. That someone could do something like that, and you could call them all kind, of, all kind of names, and not have to worry about any ramification. Right. But in person, you could get a fist in the face. Right. So everyone would kind of watch what they were saying a little bit more. And it's a shame because you know, as the internet is great for the world when we work as. Uh, just one com- collective colony, kind of. But as you think about the ability to come together and expose problems or work toward common goods, right? You know, provide aid for hurricanes. You know, all of these mm-hmm. even recent things where outreach on the internet is, has translated to to such support. You know, donations, supplies right. being sent down, things like that. And that's juxtaposed with the forum arguments and. Leaking nudes and just nonsense, just total nonsense. And it's given rise, you know what? No, I don't think it's given rise to that like troll culture 
of you know just just feeding on the misery. <laughs> I think it's just it given gives voice it, to it. It's given it a, a breeding ground. Yeah. It's given it a place to thrive. It's so easy to express that mindset. And you know, the like, as beneficial as the internet's been to the world, the one thing I think it's definitely steered us away from. Not that I ever believed it to be a possibility, but is world peace, world <laughs> unity. You know, yeah. I, it's never. I don't think it. It brings us closer together in the aspect that we can talk to each other instantly, but it tears us apart in the same kind of way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is yeah. this making sense? You don't have to be the person <clears throat> you are on the internet. Yes. You can for be what you want. Or worse. Yeah. And, you know, I've even seen people who get so wrapped up in, like, the MMOs and stuff. Oh, sure. that, Second mm-hmm. Life. And- right. The, the, the character that they are portraying in that game is more them than they are yeah. in the real world. Yeah. They are more comfortable in that world, in, in that in that skin you know and it makes I mean? you wonder is it because they feel so out of place or they feel like they've been judged so much or, or it, is it a problem with the world around them or are they the problem you know like I'm more inclined to think a person who's more comfortable online than off has problems they have trouble dealing with in reality so they need that kind of sanctuary but at the same time when you're unwilling to confront those issues and you just recede further and further into fantasy, you, you've stopped trying to improve or overcome the problem and you've dedicated yourself to ignoring it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, I, I used to be really anxious when I was younger. I had a hard time getting out of the house. I didn't like talking to people. Social situations were a nightmare. Now I'm on a podcast. That's not like a huge deal. But when I was like 14, the idea of me recording my voice for other people to hear would make me nauseous. Sure. I just couldn't even imagine the thought. But oh, it's I was right there you, with you at one point. Yeah, and it's something you have to overcome. You say, like, all right, let's just do it. You know, it's bullshit. We need to work through it. Mm-hmm. And when you have that option just not to, is that always the healthy choice? And I think the internet provides that. It's, it's like, this is the most inane statement in the world, but it's like a drug in a way. It's the easy button. And you hit it once, and you want to keep hitting it. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. talking about fucking staples. I mean, like, <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> it's the easy solution, and you don't want to deviate from that because you get too comfortable. Right. Have you ever come across a person in the world, rather uh, someone you work with or just someone you bump into or someone you at school with who is just... And I don't know how to explain it any better than just kind of blank... When you talk to them, they just seem kind of a husk of a person. No actual, like, personality lingering in there. They're just kind of floating on the breeze, taking life every moment as it's given to them. They're physically there, but not really present. There's no identity they've latched onto. I've always said that, and you know, not that I've said anything uh, prolific here. I'm sure it's been said before, but I don't think that everybody, you know at some point in their life finds their sense of self finds something to latch on to is you know i think of myself before um you know i discovered the things that made me what i what i am today you know like music i'm into or you know an urge to i don't know whatever it may be sure but before i knew what to latch on to i just always remember kind of looking around me oh okay so he's wearing a reebok shirt i guess i got you know i'll go get a reebok shirt maybe that'll be cool you know yeah. just kind of doing what's around you and i think for those kind of people you know who might be looking for a sense of self that's a good place where they can find it sometimes sure i can think of i'm not going to mention any names but i can think of a person individual one individual that uh man fits the criteria perfect this person just I can't even describe them. They were super nice, a great person, but there was just nothing behind those eyes. You know what I mean? It was just hollow in there. But mm-hmm. You get that shark stare. Just yeah, they had talked about how they just uh, thrived in this one game, and just when that came up, the eyes light, they light up. Those yeah, eyes yeah, then yeah. get life behind them, you know, and they you start to see this is where their life, their uh, their actual life is, and it makes me think of the movie uh, Surrogates, Dustin oh, or Devin yeah. Rattray and uh, was it Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that was a good movie, which and is so feasible, like the logical conclusion to where we're going, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. give it time. It's yeah, I would think so. I mean, who knows? We'll see. Like a cross between Surrogates and Wally. <laughs> yeah, I I always think of Wally like more of where we're going. Yeah, and there's so much. Again, it sucks because there's so much potential for good. Even in that, I, I read an article about a, a fellow with it was osteogenesis imperfect, imperfecta, the brittle bone disease, mm-hmm. where you know he could 
walk down the stairs the wrong way and break both his legs. It was just, he was fragile. So having all those breaks throughout his childhood, his limbs didn't grow properly. He couldn't really walk unassisted. He had mm. trouble breathing. I mean, this man was, was drastically injured and this is going to sound mean, but just misshapen, just over the course of sustaining so much injury. He couldn't do anything athletic. He couldn't really leave his house. But he loved Star Wars Galaxies. Mm. And he had been interviewed at one side. He said, it's awesome. Because I can talk to people, and I can make friends, and we can discuss topics. He didn't really play the game to fight monsters or level up, just to hang out with people. Right. And he said, it doesn't come up that, you know, my legs don't work or whatever the hell, because it doesn't matter... Because the playing field is even. Mm -hmm. And when you think of it in those terms, it's like, oh, yes, perfect. What a great thing we have. But then you get the people who escape too far into it. They go too deep down the rabbit hole. and mm -hmm. It just, like, consumes them. Yeah, it's just, what well, I mean, it's moderation, right? Right, yeah. Alcohol, video games, gambling, anything entertaining, you just have to spoon feed it. You know, you can't go all in. Yeah, well, that's the truth, man, that's the truth. Speaking of video games, without internet, we'd be stuck in LAN parties. Think that would be? A I thing? miss LAN parties. I don't even think we'd have LAN parties. Oh, no, I mean, no, LAN parties no come networking. from the come from networking, which is an internet thing. You just I have don't a router tap on your Game Xbox Boy. You could plug Game Boys in before that. But was that's like a direct feed. LAN parties, pretty much the same. There probably would be just in a different fashion than what we know because we were talking routers yeah. and like actual internet cables yeah. connecting your. Uh, even the PlayStation Consoles. One, I think maybe it was PlayStation Two. You could two had link one. up. You could link up. To yeah, I other. definitely had that on the PS Two, and I mm -hmm. had the the wireless hookup so I could play like EverQuest. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. But other than that, you'd be just playing with your friends, split screening. Yeah. Oh, I miss it. I Taping miss it. cardboard over the, so the screen good. split <laughs> so your asshole opponent can't see the screen. Now there's a whole sport dedicated to gaming. Oh yeah. That which would not be possible. Yeah, it wouldn't no way be possible. Well, split screen gaming, I guess it would work that way, but it'd be possible just so much longer. You wouldn't have rallied up an audience base for it without the internet, I don't think. I no. mean, it's something you could do without the internet. You just would never get enough interested parties to travel that far. It'd be you know? hard to get that many even getting teams to play. Most of those teams, I'm pretty sure they don't live Within the same no, area, they didn't just like meet each other at the comic book store. Yeah, like, oh if you're God, interested you play, in playing, send your address. Three by five car. You know, it's funny. <clears throat> if you would allot me like three minutes to go on a brief diatribe about this, do it. I don't like a lot of competitive multiplayer games because I've got weird psychological hangups. Where like when I lose, I feel like my worth as a person was set against the other guys, and I lost. So I'm not a good person. It's stupid. But it fucking it stresses me out, right? I, I don't like competitive like competitive shooters a lot. Overwatch I played a lot, but it stressed me out. If I wasn't winning, I was miserable. So I gravitate toward these really story driven single player type games, you know, like Witcher, like Divinity Two came out and I've been obsessed with, you know, all this stuff that's immersive. It's like you are this person in this setting doing these things, go crazy. I almost think without the internet to really give rise to these competitive angles, we would see gaming become a more story-driven Well, I agree, definitely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that's where the money would be, right? I, mean, I used to be in the real big story games, uh, role-playing games and stuff, Final Fantasy, and go from front yeah, to yeah. end and beat them. Now I, I can't keep my attention long enough because I want to go play something. It's just with a my different friends. thing, yeah. Yep. And and you know, it's it's like you think of things like esports, mm -hmm. like you mentioned, and and it goes down to the minutia. Like we've got shows dedicated to football games, discussing every detail, every action, reaction, and potential action they could have taken, mm. and you just narrow it down to a science, to just numbers. You know, you could make a spreadsheet of any major sport anywhere. And it's become the same thing with video games. Like, oh, he made this decision at the three-minute mark, built this unit instead of this one, giving him such and such supplemental mm -hmm. damage per second when he attacked this guy's third expansion. And it becomes this thing that I think is bullshit because <laughs> 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 it ruins the immersion of the game for me. But that's because I play games for those reasons. And I think without the Internet to foster that community of, like, the down-to-the-last-detail you know, down to the fourth decimal point precision game players, the competitive guys, I would be the main demographic of video game players. 
people who are focused on the immersion and getting lost in something. Because okay. that's all you could really do with the billions of dollars, right? Right. It's like real-time strategy <clears throat> games like yeah, StarCraft. Yeah. I get into what I'm building and putting stuff over there sure, and putting yeah. guys on this. Set up your build list. And, yeah, you know, instead there's other people. Oh, it's a two-gas opener, so he's Russian yeah. Reapers. It's like, come on, just it's what happened to like, oh, I'm in space mm-hmm. fighting alien bugs. Right. That's bullshit now. That's meaningless. I uh, I think of the episode of Futurama where they all go to the internet where they put the helmets on, you know, yeah. and they have a like a, a digital body of themselves and they're in an, an actual digital city, which is the internet. Right. Do you smell burning rhesus monkey? <laughs> I guess when you're around it long enough. <laughs> For a split second, I thought the studio was on fire. I'm sorry, what? Sorry. I do smell something burning. That oh is how I'll bring it up if I ever think it's on fire. Did you say racist monkey? Rhesus monkey. Reese, like Reese's macaque, like Marcel. Oh, okay, gotcha. Friends line from the show. It, you took friends to get me there. <laughs> All right. Um, what else we have? Um, what about uh, trees? You know, using the internet has. I don't had cut down trees. on paper. <laughs> had to cut no. down our use of paper, which in turn has probably saved tons of trees. Yeah. Right? What effect yeah. would that have on forestry? Yeah. Would it be paperless a for everything industry? now? Yeah. Yeah, because that's the big initiative is go paperless. Yeah. You know, it's crazy, though, how much bullshit mail I get uh, in the actual box outside, you know, like flyers and stuff like how these people have my address. But still a lot of people paper being wasted. I think we definitely see a hell of a lot more clear cutting, but we'd see uh, like a commensurate increase in like efficient recycling methods. We'd probably see, with like more paper changing hands, we'd probably see better ways to reuse that paper or more prevalent recycled paper. Possibly, yeah. Uh, it, At least given a certain amount of time. Don't throw it away. Tree. Crumple it up until it's really soft and then wipe your ass with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Just moisten it slightly. <laughs> kind of diving back to what you were saying with um, Wally. I, how I, I see that as more of kind of where we're headed just because... You know, in Wally, the human race is just kind of stuck on their fat ass. You know, chair talking to everybody, watching stuff at the same time, shopping. Right, yeah. and it's a it consumerist apocalypse. Like know, the right? internet is kind of edging us toward that more and more because that's what the internet is. It's money changing hands. And also in Wally, the Earth being destroyed. You know, I think you know it's great to recycle, and I would like to imagine. You know, not that I have any idea one way or the other, but I would like to imagine there is a level of recycling that you can do that, you know, makes it so we're not depleting hardly any of our natural resources or making garbage that's filling landfills. Because I think when, you know, in Wally, the whole world was a landfill. Yeah. And that's what we're heading for. Mm-hmm. There's only so much room here. <laughs> yeah. There's only so much room here. And I don't think. When people, you know, think in the long term, when 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 you think of forever, I think you don't really think much farther past your own lifespan. No, no. Typically, whether you mean to or not, and then it might not even be that far into your lifespan. It could be right, oh, which, 80, 60. So, without the internet, would we consider this planet a more precious thing than we do now? Because I suppose I don't know if anyone else thinks this way, but I always think to myself like. Just find a new planet, right? I mean, if you wait well, long enough. <laughs> I would say it would force us to, but at the same time, you know, and being in that mindset, not thinking of how far down the road it would affect, or if anyone even gives a shit past their own, you know, lifespan, uh, I still think, yeah, I mean, there would be recycling, and yeah, it might be more aggressive than it is now, but still not to a point where in the long run it's going right. you know, to keep only us from so ruining this If planet. recycling was perfect. We'd be Same kind of way with, like, global warming. I, you know, maybe that's why people don't take that seriously enough, because, you know, use this, the effects from it might be so small, but, you know, that stuff accumulates. It's well, melts. a lot of people get Ice caps melting, all the uh, conspiracy theories coming of about global warming from everyone on the internet that everyone reads, so everyone doubts this story but believes this one. So right. there's not a lot of belief in anything really anymore because so many people are given their own idea on it. It's hard to believe. You know, I mean, you get so many could the end of the reports. day, the internet's true, so... Right, it has to be, or else they couldn't put it on there. But, I mean, think of, I mean, let's say global warming... Let's say our atmosphere, you know, was getting so hot that we were about to erupt into another star or something, you know, as a result of global warming, very extreme, but... Become mercury. It's become the point where we have to do something about it 
right now. What do you do? You, I mean, you shut down these factories that are pumping stuff out. The use of gasoline engines are just out the window. I think right? the consensus is if it reaches that emergency point, it's already too late to do anything. But well let's say it's not growing. too late. Okay. Let's, let's say, say we get late. we're at a point where you know if we, we don't to, do something this instant, we're fucked. We'd have to go Stone Age. We would have to cease existing as an industrialized planet. So I mean, the the raising of awareness of global warming, yeah, is a necessity. But how much difference is that awareness actually making? Start loading up spaceships and shooting them, or loading up spaceships with trash and shooting it out in space. <laughs> Right. Didn't Futurama also show us what happens in that scenario? (laughs) Worked out really well. It's a big ball of garbage. (laughs) I don't know. I'm no scientist. I'm talking out my ass here. But just, uh, I don't know, based on what I've seen and heard, yada, yada. Okay, so we've we've already kind of dissected what the internet has done for us and what it would be like without. But let's now talk about, quickly, let's say... We woke up this morning, and the internet was gone. So it's a sudden thing. It is suddenly gone, and it is not coming back. What happens to the world? What? Suicides. Mass suicides. Definitely a lot of suicide. There'd be Unreported. a lot of money. <laughs> think of people, everybody would probably lose their money. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think? We think about having money tied up in stocks. Because money isn't, store. you know, like a stack of coins and bills in a safe <laughs> yeah, at the yeah, bank it's anymore. A it's number it's a, a number screen. on a screen. Yeah. I don't keep my money under my mattress, you know. Right. I've got an That's app a, on my phone that keeps track of it. There'd be massive lines at the bank for people trying to True. find out if their money was True. even there. Or trying to pull out what money they had from the statement that they had. It would cripple the world. Yep. You wouldn't be able to We've afford anything. Businesses would it. shut down. We would be forced back into almost like a post-apocalypse kind of a yeah. like a postman kind of age. That Kevin Costner movie, remember mm-hmm. that? It's like the evolution of any animal. Like you take two identical, I don't know, let's call them rodents, like little marmots or something. You put one in a temperate forest and the other one in the tundra, and you extrapolate that ten thousand years. They're going to become two completely unrecognizably different things. Sure. Then you put the tundra one in the forest. It's going to fucking die. You know, it's right. just we would reach that point where it's such a part of us. That you take it out and we can't function anymore. We just, it's done. It's over. We got to start fresh. You know, there's no fixing the problem. We just have to start over. It would be crazy. I mean, it would be global pandemonium, right? I don't think I'd leave my house. How could you? It'd be terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way I'd want to get out on the road anywhere. Chaos. Yep. And, And how would you even know where to go? You don't yeah. have your Google Maps anymore. <laughs> You're gonna have to pull out a paper read street map. Signs like I, an I, animal. I remember, like as a kid, going on vacation. You know, putting unfolding the huge oh, yeah. the atlas. map on the or the the big book atlas. You know, on the dash and trying to figure out where you're at, pulling over. And then you go to MapQuest. You print oh, yeah. out your directions, then you make a wrong turn, and well, you may as well just drive you off know what? the Map forest Quest and die. Never fucked me over. Really? MapQuest was a solid Good in my for life. You. I'm <laughs> very for grateful you. for that. I, I guess after hearing your stories, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that's one good thing of learning to read a map when you're a little to yeah, figure yeah. out. Stuff I don't have yeah. that so skill. Screwed. Not really? a terrain map, I know. I could manage, I suppose, like when the chips were down. I don't know if I was being chased by the KGB or something. I could follow a road <laughs> right. map and get myself to the embassy or whatever the fuck. But I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't trust myself to interpret a map well enough to get from A to B if it was like a multi-hour journey. Uh, yeah, I'd like to think I could, but I'd probably take some wrong turns in there, undoubtedly. Shit, I took some wrong turns on the way to Florida, and I had a GPS for that. <laughs> Turn now. Uh, I'm going to see where this takes me. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Do you really know Bast Machine that was designed specifically for this? <laughs> you may not know this. I am a human. Before we, uh, one of my old jobs, we were always on the road. We uh, drove trucks around Columbus all day, and... Uh, we didn't have GPS right before GPS had launched and we had a room in there that had, you know, our, all of our jobs were on the table there on paper, but the walls surrounding us were nothing but maps of the city. And you'd have to sit there and map your locations out and which your routes and stuff before you left. And, um, man, how much time that saving with uh, sure. having a GPS, you know, it's like delivering pizzas, you get a bunch of pizzas there and you'd look at the map and all right, I'm going to go here, I'm here, here, mm-hmm. here. 
Luckily, we, we didn't even have a map when I was delivering pizza. Oh, really? We only had three stoplights in town. Wow. <laughs> you know where everything's at. <laughs> but yeah, I. It's funny you say that because I always thought, man, I don't think I could deliver pizza anywhere else. Like having to like <laughs> learn a big city or like or in Columbus here. Like I, I couldn't. Don't think I could hear. No that way. Home was way different. You see some weird fucks just going to Walmart, <laughs> let alone going to their front doors. No, thank you. Not happening. There wasn't one way streets where I'm from. So. <laughs> Oh man, what else we got, guys? Anything? I just think if if you want to summarize it, a world without the internet would be less confrontational, more community focused, more centered around the library, and just totally fucked, just horrible, right? Be more localized focused. Yeah. If well, if we never had it to begin with, we would never know what we were missing. But compared to having it ripped from our hands and people killing themselves left and right. And yeah. It's like, you know, I, I read something interesting. It was like, think of Europe in like the 1200s or something. You asked a person where they were from, they wouldn't say, oh, I'm from England, I'm from Italy, I'm from Germany. They'd say, oh, I'm from Luxembourg, I'm from this hamlet at the edge of this province. You know, like where you were from was your village. Right. I feel like in a world without the internet, where you're from would be your city. You think about, you know, the viewpoint of the internet, like, oh, all Australians are like this, all Americans are like this, all British people are like this, because, like, the majority of people with those traits are the most vocal, most visible when you access this information through the internet. So, like a, like a, like a furthering of this, of the stereotype? Yeah, I think so. I think stereotyping on the internet is this runaway thing. Because you get that confirmation issue, like you said, when you've got a particular viewpoint, you know, whether it's crazy or not, you can say like, oh, all people from Des Moines are assholes or whatever, you right. know, and everyone will go like, yeah, I've been to Des Moines. That place fucking sucks. You know, it's right. just, it's, it's so easy to find a group of people who are hateful the same way you are. <laughs> and everything we've been talking about here just all plays right into that, your, your scenario right there. The ability to voice your it's opinion. It's so easy to find friends. Inherent, especially if you're a dick. Yeah, the inherent <laughs> my opinion matters. Yeah. The self, oh, that's gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a good conversation. I think so, but uh, I challenge—I shouldn't say challenge. I mean, it's, I'm not—I'm not like uh, I'm suing you. <laughs> I was going to say I challenge our listeners to uh, uh, get on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, wherever it may be. And uh, anything we may have looked over, things we forgot, things we got wrong, let us know. We want to uh, start a conversation about this and uh, keep it going uh, via social media. Oh, I'm sorry. Media. May I add one more point? Sure. Uh, porn would be hard to see. Mm. Oh, boy, isn't that the truth? Yeah. You'd have to go to a place to buy it. Yep. The whole porn industry would have, yeah. it would have just been buying a, a VHS tape. Of Girls Gone Wild. You know, I just realized something. <laughs> the, the only video stores other than Family Video that have survived have been the porn video stores. Yeah, yeah. Despite the fact that there's tons of free <laughs> porn on the internet, <laughs> yeah. these stores have their head well above water. Well, the internet doesn't have the toys and clothes and stuff. Though. That's true. Yeah, they do. The you internet doesn't have the, the room in the sub-basement where you can get, like, the snuff films and stuff. What I'm sa- but there's such I've a demand, like, people can't even possibly like. wait to ship it. Like, i got to get <laughs> this inside <laughs> me now, you know? <laughs> or, like, when you pass by the lion's den on the freeway and you see, like, the six or seven semis idling in the parking lot, and you're like, mm. yeah. oh, boy. You know the guys next to you, or how can you... Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's what steps up when dignity steps down, you know? Dude. To fill that vacuum. But it's crazy. It's you mentioned the lion's den. I remember seeing one of those places off the highway on, I think it was 71. But it seems like they are springing up. Not just particularly like lion's den, but those kind of shops are springing up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if the internet hasn't affected one thing, it's the brick and mortar porn industry. Yeah. <laughs> they seem to be thriving. but That's an industry that will never die. Right. And on that note, <laughs> Jack, what a what perfect we, way to end. Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can see, see show highlights. You can cheese them. Yeah. <laughs> you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media. Visit the Wall of Heroes and check out the Hall of Justice. Check out some of our YouTube page. See our special guest page. Click that merch button and buy some merch. And if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on your on our contacts page. Yeah, don't do it on yours, and we won't know it. 
And once more, you can cheese us on Twitter at CannedAirPod <laughs> and Instagram at Canned underscore Air. Very good, very good, guys. And once again, to everyone at home, uh, October 15th, Sunday at midnight, Squidbillies new season Yay, premieres. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And then October 22nd at 12.15 uh, a.m., the Jellies premieres. Uh, get on adultswim.com and check out uh, the trailer there. It's also on YouTube, and it's also on our Twitter, right? Yeah, it is. And Jakey's own stuff. As of this time, when you're hearing it, it will it be. It will be. <laughs> so check that out. And uh, we are going out. This is going to be the fourth time we're going out on a star set song. We're going out on the point of no return off their first album, Transmissions. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, go back. What was it? Four, three, four episodes ago, we had frontman of the the frontman of the band Star Set on uh, Dustin Bates and uh, talked with him for a while. It was a lot of fun to have him on. Turned out to be a good episode. That, his book Prox Transmission should be out. The Is comic. it? Yeah, I gotta buy it. I want. I want to. I'll have to go check it out. Then I was just thinking the other day. I need something new to read. Yeah, that'd be something good to get. I want to call him something different every time we bring him up. I did frontman Dusty Trails on him. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, head to your comic book store. Check out the, the Prox Transmissions and uh, head over to StarsetOnline.com and, or even iTunes. You can find these guys everywhere. They're, yeah. they're fairly they're, mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. They're not very well hidden, so it shouldn't <laughs> be hard to track them. So again, uh, this song is the point of no return. We hope you enjoy it. But until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. Thanks for listening, everyone. There's a memory of how we used to be.
I can't wait to see this movie. But wait, Timmy's blind. But what am I supposed to do? Why not try a podcast? Spirit! Spirit. All the comic and pop culture entertainment you could want in the Canned Air podcast. Finally, a form of entertainment not fully reliant on visual stimulation. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! What is that? Oh my god. It's a lawnmower. It's a lawnmower. Is it? It sounds like a long ass train horn. I think it's a lawnmower. There it goes. Now it's a gone mower. (laughs) Oh shit! Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.